wrong in this situation. He took a pinch in the back. He got beamed for crying out loud. We used heart attack. Managers on a major league baseball team don't make decisions. Credibility in this situation is worse than losing your job. Was it over with the Germans Bob Pro The castration of the major league baseball managers, we know it. Ask me about my win. Thinking about the life of the average baseball fan during the uh, baseball winter meetings, free agency signing period, I think you know if you really are that much into baseball, and I know a lot of people are throughout the country, you know, there's fans, you root for whatever team it is, we, we all seem to be very reactive over all the action that we see over the course of the baseball offseason, not as it's just relevant to our own team. And I find this interesting because... You, know, you could think about whatever team it is that you root for and what their needs are. Hey, let's say your team needs a first baseman, a starting pitcher, three relievers, and a, a backup outfielder. And as you're watching the offseason, other teams are signing players that may have nothing to do with that. Yet, as a fan, we, we all seem to be reactive over every move that's made because every move that's made by another team is a move not being made by the team that you root for. And you know, as you, as you look through the, the free agent signing period, the offseason, we really haven't seen too many trades yet. I think as you get towards the end of the week with uh, the meetings over in San Diego, we may start to see some trades, but um, you're looking at some teams that are being very aggressive right now. And the question that I throw out there is just because a team is aggressive, does that mean that the other teams are not really paying attention? And the tendency is, from the fans' perspective, that if you're not making moves, that means you're not doing anything. It means you're sleepwalking. That means other teams are making themselves better while your team seems to be sitting on its ass. And and I don't think that's there's any truth to that at all, but it's from a fan's perspective. And this is what fans think about during this time of year. And I'm sure the same thing applies to football fans, to basketball fans, to hockey fans, because there's the dream as that fan, which we know is a short for the word fanatic. We're crazy. We're, we're nuts. We're obsessed with our, our favorite team that all the activity of others means inactivity towards the team that it is you root for. And if you watch a rival team go out there and sign a shortstop, a starting pitcher, and a relief pitcher, and you say from your your team's perspective, all right, we signed a starting pitcher. Well, where's our reliever? Where's our um, help to our offense? My advice to you is it's coming. It's coming. may not be coming in the exact form that you expect it to be coming because that's what makes the offseason so interesting. Player movement and player turnover has been so different than 20 years ago, certainly more than 30 years ago, 40 years ago, 50 years ago. So many different players are changing teams. And you could be a fan of a team as you you follow it over the course of a given season. You could like the team. You could really grow close in your own mind to the construction of the roster and the players that are there and expect them all to be back and be able to do it again. And then you start to realize that that's not going to be the case. There's going to be a lot of turnover when it comes to a lot of different teams. And players that you trusted to be in certain spots and play certain roles on teams aren't going to do that anymore. And that's why 
you know, sometimes you're trusting the unknown. The unknown is that player that you may have watched play baseball before, but you never watched play baseball for the team that you root for. So we'll start off with that. The most important or the biggest thing that I really want to spend some time talking about today is football. Tennessee Titans make a, a very, I don't know, to me a shocking change in the middle of the season. I mean, it's something that, you know, John Robinson as the general manager, maybe his time was coming to an end. Maybe at the end of the season would have been a good time to let him go. I, I don't know. I, from my belief off the top of my head when it comes to John Robinson as a general manager at Tennessee Titans, he has brought this team back to respectability. He has, has brought this team back to a point where they are competitive. I think, they're, I think they're a good enough team not just to win the AFC South this year, but they could win a playoff game. And, I, I mean, the expectation, I don't know. Like, you look at the roster, and I don't understand how this roster, as it's constructed, was supposed to go to the Super Bowl. And if that is the reason that John Robinson was let go in season, you can't tell me you weren't blind to the fa- that you were blind to the fact that this wasn't the case at the beginning of the season. Now, Ryan Tannehill is the quarterback. Is that the issue? No, I don't think so. I think it really comes down to the wide receiver position. And for me, the fact that the wide receiver position in the Tennessee Titans was so exposed in a 35-10 loss to a Philadelphia Eagles team that we could agree might be the best team in football right now. And obviously, with the backdrop of A.J. Brown catching two touchdowns against his old squad, his old squad, which for whatever reason didn't seem to want him back, his old squad that for whatever reason, didn't want to give him the same wide receiver deal that all the top receivers in the NFL got this past offseason. Their reaction was, no, we're not going to do it. We're going to trade you to Philadelphia, get a draft pick. Traylon Burks could turn into that type of receiver, but hasn't to this point. Robert Woods was signed, and he's been relatively quiet. Nick Westbrook-Akina, I don't look at him as a number one receiver. He's probably the most targeted wide receiver out of the group. Derrick Henry certainly put the team on his back last year. And you look at the Titans of last year that were the number one seed in the AFC. There's a lot of good teams in that conference. Last year, they beat the likes of Kansas City and Buffalo and the Rams, amongst others, as they ended up securing the number one seed in that conference. Most of us understood, and conventional wisdom would have told you, that that wasn't happening again this year. In a conference with Kansas City, in a conference with Buffalo, you look at the likes of Baltimore and Cincinnati, and the emergence of the Jets and the Dolphins. There's a lot of good teams in the AFC, and you can't tell me that the Tennessee Titans got much better this offseason. So the expectation that they sat in a position that they were in, what were they, 13-4 and four last year, 14-3? and three, I think they were 13-4. and four. Number one seed in, uh, in, in the AFC. Had a home, you know, first round bye and then a home playoff game and a division round of the playoffs, which they lost to the Cincinnati Bengals. If you're telling me that the team that was put on the field to start the season this year was on the same level as the team that you saw last year, I don't know what you're looking at. And if you're the owner, and you were disappointed in the way the offseason was run, I, I I don't know, I'm a little curious of why the decision was made right now. But 
what I'm going to talk about, which I find fascinating, is the reason that I believe that general manager John Robinson was fired by the Tennessee Titans after 12 weeks of the NFL season, after a team has a two and a half game lead over the Indianapolis Colts who have quit this year. They have a three-game lead over the four and eight Jacksonville Jaguars that, listen, they're, they're improving a little bit, but the expectation is not that they're going to finish the season at nine and eight. The Titans pretty much are going to the playoffs with a home playoff game. Does a change in general manager going to help or hurt that? The trading deadline's passed. Do you want to look at somebody else in a leadership role and see if they're the person for the future? I don't know. But I think it is curious that the Titans fired John Robinson right after they got blown out by the Philadelphia Eagles and A.J. Brown took them to school with two touchdowns. I wonder how much the decision to not bring back A.J. Brown to for whatever reason when you probably you could have kept him, you could have franchised him, you you certainly should have paid him. But you put it, you put you put yourselves in a situation where you just traded him, got a number one draft pick. Yes, you took it on a wide receiver. Trayvon Burks has not turned into Justin Jefferson just yet. Maybe he is a future or the future of the Titans. You haven't seen it yet. From an offensive standpoint, they're not pumping out points. Defensively, I think they've been okay. They've been able to stop teams. They don't have an elite defense. They have a good defense. I'm not expecting this team to win the Super Bowl. But to me, it looks like A.J. Brown, that decision by itself cost John Robinson his job. And John Robinson, as he has been the architect for a resurgent Tennessee Titans team that's good now and has been good for the last four years or so, has made it to an AFC championship game, has been the number one seed in an AFC that includes powerhouses such as Kansas City and Buffalo. Cincinnati went to the Super Bowl that year, but it was Tennessee that they had to go through as the number one seed with the first round bye. So that is credit to the general manager. That is credit to the coach, Mike Vrabel, Mike Vrabel who I believe is somebody that's going to stick around there long term. He probably gets a little more say in the day-to-day operations and what's going on there. His power is growing within the organization. But you look at this team and you tell me that they're any better on paper or were any better on paper when this season started, I, I laugh in your face. A lot of people are saying, hey, they're not, they were not even the best team in the division. Well, the Colts gave up. They didn't even try this year. The Jaguars aren't ready yet. And obviously, you look at the Houston Texans, and it's probably not just, not just the worst franchise in the NFL right now, but probably the worst team in the NFL in a, in a little while, maybe since those... Uh, those those uh, winless Cleveland Browns teams that we looked at of yesteryear with Hugh Jackson. You know, maybe that's how bad things are there. And those, all those teams are in the same division. And the Titans, yes, they may be winning the AFC South by default. But I think it's kind of curious. Right after the Eagles game, I, I picture Amy Adams, the owner, watching A.J. Brown celebrate those two touchdowns and ask, why isn't he on our team? I know you got rid of him, but why? Why would you get rid of a young receiver at age 25 
when it's obviously a receiver's league, use your big play receiver that you have. Last year, they came in with A.J. Brown and Julio Jones. Who are their receivers right now? Burks was out for a little while. He missed four weeks. Robert Woods has not emerged as a big-time receiver this year. That decision by itself, I look at it, and it looks like that's what got John Robinson fired. And let me know what you think. You think it's anything different? Obviously, as time goes by, there could be some information leaked. Maybe there's something that happened within the organization. Maybe there was a dispute or a disagreement about something major which led to Robinson losing his job. I don't know. I mean, I'll look into it, and obviously we'll follow up on the story as anything breaks. But, you know, for me, uh, a team that I, don't, I think from a roster standpoint didn't improve, and maybe that's what the owner wanted. Maybe the owner wanted a uh, stronger roster coming into this season and maybe felt weird or felt odd firing a general manager uh, before the start of the next season when they were the number one seed. And they beat teams like Kansas City and Buffalo and the Rams, amongst others. And they, they had a gauntlet of a schedule last year, and they ran through it like they were the best team in the NFL. They had a stretch where they were very good. Absolutely. As, as, they look at, as you look at things right now, I think they're okay. Like I said, this looks like a team that's going to win this division. They'll have a home playoff game. And maybe they're playing Cincinnati in a, in a revenge type of game. They beat a, Cincinnati beat them in the playoffs last year. Cincinnati beat them in a regular season. You know, if you think of the Baltimore Ravens of a couple of years ago, the Titans beat them in Baltimore in the postseason. And the Ravens got them back, you know, uh, what, the next year, the year after in the playoffs. Maybe it's the opportunity that the Titans, you know, have been embracing. And they got a coach to get you up there. I mean, tell me how many coaches in the NFL you'd say are leaps and bounds better than Mike Vrabel right now. Obviously, there's the you know the greats. You know, you look at Belichick, who you know is going you know is going down as the best ever. Andy Reid's going in the Hall of Fame. You look at guys like McVay and others. You know, Sean McDermott. There's a lot of good coaches in the NFL, but you can't really name through a ton before you have to throw Mike Vrabel's name in the mix. He's a motivator, he's a leader, he's a winner, and he's the guy that is going to be running this franchise for a while. Perhaps the firing of John Robinson, who, by the way, is the guy who brought Vrabel in in the first place, may lead to more power for Mike Vrabel down the road. And I think this is this is the guy that you want leading your team. Now, I just think you have to go out there and get some better players. Now, everybody's going to ask about the quarterback because it's a quarterback-driven league. You, you need a star in there. Is Malik Willis the answer? I don't know. You know, I need to see Malik Willis throw the ball a little bit more before I, I believe that he can be a starter. I know he could run. I know that he you could run a you know read option with him. I'm pretty sure with the, you know Derrick Henry and Willis in the backfield, you got two guys that obviously could can break you know any tackle or any run for a, a long gain or a touchdown. Titans have dealt with a lot of injuries this year. But once again, from a roster construction standpoint, there's no way you could look yourself in the mirror and say that this roster was expected to be better than the performance of the team last year when they were the number one seed in the AFC. I, I just totally can't believe that. You know, and you look at a general manager, how much of his, his, of his fault is it? How much are you a victim of the salary cap? The salary cap's tough in the NFL because you have to pick and choose 
you know, what players you're going to have, have a certain percentage of your entire cap. Now, once again, it's, it's easy to go back in hindsight and say, would this team be that much better if A.J. Brown was there as the primary number one receiver? Looked like he had a pretty good rapport with Tannehill. That was his go-to guy last year. There was a lot of big plays with Tannehill and A.J. Brown. How many games did you see open up last year or uh, drives to begin a second half where everybody was up against the run and if they faked the handoff to Derrick Henry and threw a bomb to A.J. Brown for a long gain or a long touchdown? How many times have they been able to do that this year? They haven't. You saw a couple big plays in a game against the Green Bay Packers on Thursday night, in the Thursday night game when you know Burks got open. Outside of that, that's something that's been missing in a game. Quarterback has digressed a little bit. But remember, we weren't looking at Ryan Tannehill in the same stratosphere as Patty Mahomes. You didn't have Josh Allen under center for you. You have a good quarterback, a quarterback that is probably more of a game manager than anything, but somebody that did need an explosive receiver or two to be there on the outside. And, you know, Westbrook Aquina is not cutting it. So I'll conclude this point by saying what I stated earlier. The reason that John Robinson was fired was because he traded A.J. Brown. There's no other reason to it. There's a good Tennessee team, a Tennessee team that's going to host a playoff game this year. And if he held on to A.J. Brown, my belief is that John Robinson will still be the general manager of the Tennessee Titans. This is the Passball Show brought to you by JohnPLA.com, by St. Aloysius Church in Jackson, New Jersey, by Two A's One Passion Food Truck located in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Just a reminder, the Passball Show could be found on YouTube, Spotify, uh, Apple Music, Amazon Music, and any way you find your podcast through SoundCloud or any anywhere that the RSS feed goes. We'll be back with you Saturday with another edition of the Passball Show. Hopefully a lot more free agent signings to talk about in the world of Major League Baseball. God bless you. And as always, I'll see you on the other side. Chris Bryant was on the Chicago Cubs roster opening day. I have many leather-bound books. My apartment smells of rich mahogany. Why don't you give it all or a majority of it to the team that wins the friggin' World Series? I was going to listen to that, but then I just carried on it in my life. I may come out as the biggest Major League Baseball manager apologist. That'll only make someone work just hard enough not to get fired. Because hitters are going out there saying, I'm either going to hit a home run or I'm going to strike out. And if I don't get a pitch that I feel like I could drive out of the park. I'm not even supposed to be here today. Especially prospect whores and hoarders are going to be a little pissed off at me when I say this. I'm a dude there are only two managers in baseball's Hall of Fame who have losing records. One of them is the iconic Tony Mack, who you could say, in spite of winning five World Series championships as a manager, could be in as much as a pioneer. And what side of the spectrum they're on? Were they pitching? Were they batting? If your favorite team was pitching and a ball got inside and hit a batter, there's no way it could have been on purpose. But if you were a fan of the team that was batting and the ball got inside and hit somebody or went behind somebody's head, absolutely 100%, unequivocally, that pitcher was throwing at They put their tail between their legs, decided they're going to do exactly what they're told. You damn well right. Better get.
give him a contract extension. You damn well right. Better make him the manager over the next series of years. 35 years ago, I could have loaned your parents the money for an abortion.